So, Ife, thank you so much for coming on the Green Element podcast. Um, I'm really looking forward to today. We met on the RBS Accelerator program, actually, and we were chatting about what it is that you do and how you do it and how you're going to change the world. And you've designed a product that turns food waste into a product with no residue. It's You've um, filed a patent and it's in completely novel and new and really, really good. And it's exactly what we need in so much of the hospitality industry. So let's talk about that and let's talk about um, what you're doing and how you're doing it. So, um, yeah, thank you very much, uh, Will, and um, that amazing introduction, sir. Well, um, I love the environment and I'm really passionate about providing um, solutions to environmental challenges. I, I set off my, my um, first degree in civil engineering and my first job was in a dredging company that exposed me to environmental challenges. And um, since then, I've got a passion to really work towards, you know, you know, providing a global solution to most of environmental challenges that we have. That passion has been in me and I, I never knew how I could do it until when I went to do my master's in environmental engineering. And I was working with um, one of the um, waste water treatment companies, and I, I saw firsthand, you know, what challenges they face in the treatment processes. And um, so my master's was looking at retrofitting artificial processes uh, for energy efficiency. And in the process, I witnessed the challenges they have with waste treatment, the movement of waste from places to you know, to the side, um, the challenges they have with processing this waste. And uh, luckily for me, I had a distinction in my uh, master's and I was given a scholarship to do my PhD. And I felt, you know, this is the time for me to really do what I'd love to do and um, look at how I could solve that problem of waste management and uh, you know large-scale and anaerobic processes and um, so that's how I went into doing my PhD in environmental engineering. My PhD was more like looking into advanced biological investigation and artificial intelligence to optimize such processes and this is yes. how it's come about. Slow, sorry what what do you mean by um, what do you mean by that you're talking to a complete novice here um, so what like the processes. Um, I didn't even catch what you what you said. What you said. Um, so, what what sort of processes were you looking at? I'm trying to understand. Um, what, yeah, where you came from and your background. Okay, so when we talk, when I talked about my masters, that was activated lodge. So most of the time, um, most, when we used our wastewater brought in the toiletries in the kitchen, goes down the drain. It flows down to centers where it's pumped into the final treatment plant, where it's now processed. So there's a lot of energy requirement in delivering these uh, waste processes. And what I was doing, what I did was to try to see how we can optimize, you know, the energy requirement for, you know, the kind of activist large process we use in the UK. And um, <clears throat> so when, um, when I did that, I moved on to look at anaerobic process. So the activist large process is an aerobic process and increase a lot of biomass in the system, which um, needs for that to be treated in an anaerobic process. And in the anaerobic process, it's without oxygen, then you get microorganisms to treat this waste and then convert it to biogas. And this biogas is used to power most of the treatment plants. So it's kind of a circular process to make um, the waste management process more efficient. 
Yeah. But the issue is that because of the variability in the microbial composition inside this single unit, it means that you have what we call system perturbation, whereby the system doesn't work very well, and you have, can have things like foaming, whereby the system can actually blow up and then, you know, um, the overflow of the digester content. So what, most of what I did in my PhD was trying to develop, um, understand what is causing it. So this is an advanced biological investigation process like omics analysis and then um using artificial intelligence processes uh artificial intelligence modeling to uh, model processes to make the system more efficient so um that's a summary of what I, I was talking about so in a nutshell before you came along systems like this blew up and now you've made a system that is really efficient doesn't blow up and works really well Exactly. So before it was a black yeah, thank you very much for summarizing that making the very system. So before it was a very black box system with different microorganisms doing different things. What we've done now is to split those processes and then provide microorganisms uh, or rather than using microorganisms, we use different processes that still achieve the same output. Um, then we use specific microorganisms that we can optimize the process and prevent all those changes from happening. The good thing about it is that you can now decide what you want from the output, even from the input. So um, you don't have to wait for the output to know what you get from the system, which is kind of a complete uh, game changing. And that's where you, I mean, you, you, you talk about plastic turning um, your food waste into plastic packaging. I'm assuming you don't really mean plastic packaging, but you mean um, package, packaging. Um, so food-based packaging. Yeah, so what, what that means is that we, we generate a new kind of biomaterial that can be used um, in place of plastic, but yeah. then these materials are completely biodegradable, so um, they don't cause, you know, environmental harm like plastic. Another way to go about it is, you know, I mean, the EU is targeting, you know, increasing the amount of uh, biodegradable materials in um, plastic at the moment. The existing bioplastics are not biodegradable. They can only be composted in large scale um, treatment facilities. The implication of that is that if you don't get them into those large scale treatment facilities, they cause the same challenge yeah. with existing uh, plastic. So that's where we bring a difference, you know, something that's completely biodegradable that can enhance existing plastic and you know, reduce the content of um, environmental pollution. Yeah, I mean, that when you were talking to Sarah and I, and I mean, Sarah's background is working for a waste company, and I think that's what got her okay. so excited was yeah. you are delivering a system that doesn't exacerbate the problem, it, exactly. redu it reduces it where mm -hmm. there are a number of organizations in the UK that are producing biodegradable in inverted commas um, material, but actually has its own waste stream because yeah. it cannot go into any other waste stream, which exactly, doesn't yeah. particularly yeah. make any sense. Um, yeah. Do you have, I mean, do you have any competitors out there? Do you have anyone that's doing this or are you unique? Well, um, there are different technologies springing up because of the environmental challenge we have, and um, but but none of them is actually you know delivering the kind of value we deliver through our process. So 
um, we have a couple of them in the market, but they use aerobic processes. So they hydrolyze food waste and send it down the drain. And we also have um, some people that um, try to compact the food waste. So they compact it and then, you know, the nutrients in food waste is sent down the drain. One of the big problems with this is the fat bag issue. So um, what happens is that when this uh, food waste, whether it's hydrolyzed or just compressed, gets down the drain, the fat content um, congeals and then it blocks most of the sewer. And uh, most of the you know, um, operators of wastewater treatment plant, treatment plant are having a huge problem trying to treat you know, the kind of fats you send down the drain, even from um, households, from hotels and restaurants. There's so much of our oil and fats that will send down the drain. They block the sewers, they cause more problems for wastewater treatment plants. So it's trying to say, you know, we can do more with this fats. Don't just send them down the drain. It could generate so much for you and it could solve a lot of problems we have with plastics. That's, I mean, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. You're yeah. solving a really, really good problem. I mean, I've been working in this industry for mm-hmm, a long mm-hmm. time now, and it's, uh, it's just brilliant. It's, it's yeah. awesome. I was looking at your calculator because you've got a really cool calculator on your website yeah. that helps you understand how much waste you need in order to, um, you know, produce enough that will pay for itself. For example. And I think that's I think that's a really really useful way of finding out more about what it is that you're doing. So if you do want to, um, the links will be on our podcast um, to your website. Just go onto um, the website and have a look and try and work out what you're doing. We work with a number of restaurants that we're certainly going to be introducing um, this to and talking to them about it. So that'd be great. And. And we, I mean, we work with a lot of offices and it was roughly 250 kilograms, 200 kilograms a day that made it cost viable. Obviously, different costs are variable within that. So it could be as low as 150. It could be possibly as high as 300. But um, you could combine a bunch of offices into this, couldn't you? Because a lot of the larger offices in London have their own catering um, services within them. So therefore, if you had one or two or three that have um, jumped together, someone could put it in their basement and then they could work together on this, couldn't they? And Yeah, sure, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think the key thing there is people understanding that the waste needs to get into the system as early as possible to get the best value from it. So the more you leave food waste to deteriorate, the more you lose value from it. And that's the reason why we say, you know, this has to be as close as possible to, um, you know, the food waste generator, whoever is generating the food waste to make the maximum value from it. Yeah, but that's possible. Brilliant, brilliant. And so can I ask you how, what got you interested in sustainability and the environment? What would you say? Your do you have a tipping point? Do you have a part, a point in your life that you went, "I'm going to become more environmental"? Was it childhood, something that went on there, or you know, what? At what point did you start getting more interested in sustainability? I think for me, uh, I'm a natural environmental person. I get my most sanity when I'm in a water, you know, like being in a natural environment. Probably walking through. Um, the coastal areas or just looking over some water bodies. So I'm a 
completely natural, naturally environmental person. So um, it, I've always, you know, loved to be the environment, just love being part of, you know, nature and environment. And um, like I said, when I did my first um, work after graduation, which was an hydrogen company, I that was when I, you know, came into contact directly with environmental challenges and um, began to think, you know, I'm not just going to love the environment, I'm going to do something better for the environment. So, yeah, so for me, I think that was a tipping point for me. I mean, you couldn't really do much more for the environment than reduce waste. That's yeah, going into it. Yeah. And the bonus is you're stopping people using plastic as well. So it's kind of like a win-win. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing, yeah. <laughs> and so I guess this, is, this would lead me on to um, a question. How do you feel that you can influence change through through this? I think um, it's so fulfilling in the sense that I've got to work with um, very young, um, talented people who are so passionate about just working in the company because of the impact, you know, the product is going to make in the environment. And the fact that, that after working with them, you know, they still come back to ask me how you get, you know, how is everything, you know, it means that they really enjoy the time they've been through um, the project. And I think um, one of the first interns that worked with me ended up working with the, um, the Scottish Gas Company uh, because um, he's now working in the department that looks at, you know, getting more um, renewable gases into the grid. And this was just because he had this project with me and, you know, it completely changed his mindset and his look around what, you know, what impacts our food waste is having in the environment. And I think I feel so pleased when he got back to me to tell me that, you know, what I did really kind of had a lot of impact in my getting this job and, you know, getting moving on in life and doing what I really love to do. And I, I think it's not that a lot for most of the young people now and that, you know, their job doesn't just deliver, you know, um, good good money for them, but it's making an impact in, in, in the environment. So, which is really good. That's brilliant. Do you know Mike from Topolitics? Do I? Do you know Michael Groves from yeah, Topolitics? Yeah, yeah, I do. I thought, yeah. brilliant. Um, yeah right up your street and i bet you he's a firm advocate of yours yeah, um, yeah. oh cool yeah. brilliant yeah. So what would you what what is it that you would like um our listeners to do on the back of this podcast is um you're looking for investment at the moment aren't you yeah um so promoting what you're doing yes um It'd be great, yes, for people to promote what we're doing, but <clears throat> I think for kind of mindset of doing good for the environment and um, you know, just um putting themselves out when they've got the opportunity to do it and um yeah, I think that's very important that you know we all join together in this journey and then we're able to deliver this change. So yeah, very happy, you know to hear from people who really want to uh, work with us, who want to invest in us. And I think for us also, we came to have customers who want to use our product, want to talk to them, want to understand, you know, how they want to use it and, you know, be part, want them to be part of our journey and, you know, to work with them. So um, that's very important to us. And um, yeah, we want this. I, th I think for us as a business, one of our key unique selling points is that we're changing people's behavior. One of the, one of the challenges is that existing waste treatment processes. 
take food waste away and then do something else with it or hydrolyze it and send it down the drain. People don't understand what's going on, but what we're doing is that we, we are offering people a direct benefit, you know, people engaging with the process. And I think for us, it's about that change of behavior. People understanding, look, what I'm generating is having this kind of impact. Why should I be doing it in the first place? So it's that behavioral change that we're looking at. I think that's one of our unique selling points in terms of saying, this is going to change behavior. This is going to change the way people look at waste and resources. So um, yeah, it's just having that people having a hand um, their their waste to resource a complex circular process. So it's critical, and I hope. If, if I, the um, it seems that the your internet connection is going wrong. Do you mind yeah. if you stop video? Okay. Yeah, okay. There, I think that will probably be better. Um, if that's okay. right. Okay. Yeah. So I think yeah. So it's about the change of behavior and um, people um understanding you know. We can actually do this circularity more conveniently and more efficiently. And um, I actually had a question for you, um, but the um, internet thing just stopped stopped me thinking about mm -hmm. it. Um, the packaging, that's right. So your product produces this um, plastic equivalent at the end of it. Would you be able to sell that on? And is that within the equations that you have on the cost calculator? No, that's not inclusive in the cost calculator. The so biochemical rate is not inclusive in the cost calculator. So, so the cost calculator, when we did it, is more focused on the biogas generation. And um, further discussing with customers has brought up the idea of what we can do with the biochemicals and how we can optimize the processes to be able to use that biochemical to do something else. So, uh, yes, yeah, so that's a new uh, phase of the project that we're developing. Yeah, because, I, it, because what could happen is you'd end up with um, this material that you wouldn't know what to do, to do with, really. And I guess it's getting it back into the supply chain and maybe, you know, you guys picking it up and turning it, um, putting it into one thing and then selling it on for, selling it on for customers. So without going too much detail about it, um, we could offer the customer the opportunity to use it on site or use it um, or for us to collect it and use it to produce other material. But wow. yes, that's a new piece of product development we're looking at. Okay, brilliant, brilliant. Well, thank you, thank you so much for today and thank you, thank you for coming on and um, talking to us about your product. Um, I can't wait to to see your journey and to find um, just to see where you're going with it and um, where you end up hopefully in every single restaurant <laughs> exactly and we look at we're looking hopefully that in the future to be in on capsite so and um it's going to do more for the environment yeah sure definitely brilliant fa thank you so much for your thank time you. today yeah. thank you yeah cheers yeah bye thanks so much for listening we created this podcast for you. So we'd really appreciate any feedback you want to give us. You can do that by rating and reviewing on your favourite podcast or for iTunes, visit www.greenelement.co.uk forward slash apple. If you'd like to keep in touch, then we invite you to join our free Facebook community, which is everything to do with sustainable and ethical business. Lots of daily conversations, themes and great ideas. 
a really great place to work and network with like-minded individuals. If you open Facebook and search for the green element, hit the group search function, we will let you right in. All of the show notes, any links, any references to the, on this podcast will be featured on our website, greenelement.co.uk. As a special thank you for listening, please head over to www.greenelement.co.uk forward slash podcast 2018 and you can pick up a free guide on how to green up and environmentalise your business or organisation. That's greenelement.co.uk forward slash podcast 2018.